Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hello, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndrea, here with Bill Goldberg. How are you? Oh, the garage saga continues. I had four doors repainted this morning because uh, of rust accumulating on them and uh, have a number of cracks with the concrete. And yes, so it's another day. It's another day. But, you know, with the you got to go through at least one full year of weather, like the Texas weather. And it's got to freeze and it's got to be 110 degrees. And then, you know, it's the hail and then it rained and then it stops and then it's hot again. Like you got to go through this barrage of of nature before you can figure out all the the bugs on, yeah, I'm, on waiting for the next, I'm, I'm waiting for the next big rain so yeah right yeah because you don't know like what's gonna leak what's gonna flood where's the water draining out and you know like when when in adam's old neighborhood la Kenyatta, they there was flooding in front of it whenever rain would flood in front of his house so he just went out there and he just like built a dam and it flowed the water to the drain and it totally worked. The neighbor's like, oh, thanks so much. My driveway's not flooding anymore. But the city was pissed and the city was like sending him notices like you got to take that out. He's like, why? I fixed the problem. And 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 I know he's told the story a million times, but they were like, they're like, yeah, yeah, but it has to go through us and it has to be uh through an engineer and he's like i knew you'd say that i hired an engineer and he goes here's the engineer that wrote off on my on my fix and they go but it wasn't one of our engineers and when he was selling his house they were they were so pissed they were like we won't let you basically close on the sale of your house until that thing is smashed out and he's like so you want me to sell the house and tell them good luck, it's going to flood <laughs> or fix the problem and have that house and the neighbors all go, thank goodness, because you're not flooding the streets. And they were so pissed. And uh, I don't I don't really remember what the result was. I, I'm I was so sure he didn't want to take that goddamn thing out, but or lose the battle. I think he found some work around and obviously he sold the house and has moved since then. But I don't know that he took it out. And if they Maybe the city took it out, but it was not happen in the state of Texas. It's not going to happen there. But the point is, is yes, now that it's all done, you need to literally like walk around the property in the rain and see where like where water's going and what's leaking and and kind of what's what's going on. You're going to have to do it in real time while it's while it's raining. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you get there. 
get there. Um, I don't know if you saw this, uh, this, this news piece. I just wanted to bring this up real quick. This apparently this guy in LA, they called the Tesla road rage guy for, for, for 10 years now, this guy has been driving around his Tesla and any kind of like road rage, like he just gets mad. Like he's just stops in the middle of the lane and comes up behind, you know, if you're behind him and he'll just stop and block you and come out and punch your car and kick and hit it with a pipe or a bat or anything. And for years, people have been scared out of their mind. Um, he's statistically what it sounds like is he's mostly attacked women in their cars. What a pussy. And I know, right? Like what? Uh, what a piece of shit. And he's been caught on cameras a lot. Like, you know, now and now it's so much easier to just go to any aftermarket company, Alpine or something like that and get, and get the you know, dash cams and stuff, which by the way, another reason, like you don't even need to be an Uber driver. It's not the worst thing in the world to have a dash cam, especially if you live in an area like LA where there's so many, uh, uh, people yeah. like this. Uh, well, this guy, finally, there's the video clip of him getting out of his car and beating on someone's car and they got scared and they're trying to drive away. Uh, he finally got caught. And I can't believe he didn't pull the wrong dude over. I just, I can't. Oh yeah, for sure. In LA, I cannot believe that he didn't pull someone over that didn't kill and, the guy. And, right. And I'm not just talking about like a big guy going out to throw a punch, like just anyone with just a weapon in the car, just. Uh, like how after a decade does he not have bullet holes in the side of his Tesla? Broken again, windshield. I, will, I, I will again say that that would never happen in Texas. I, I, I would agree with you 100%, but whatever's going on with this guy, why this guy is just so it. imbalanced. Uh, he finally got caught. I guess all these videos, God, by the way, all the dash cam videos of this guy attacking people, the people that all got attacked, they're in like a group together. They're in like, I don't know, like a like a text chain or something. And uh finally like got arrested. A class action lawsuit. Kind of, but he's he's going to jail for five years. But you're right. Why not take civil action now? Have some sort of class you know action lawsuit he's gonna have to have a little bit of money he's got a tesla he's been driving teslas for 10 years and he's i'm looking at the you know whatever the 80 90 suv he's driving you know so i don't know just it just i don't know the the story caught my eye because i was like what a pain in the ass terrorizing people we don't need that but also a little bit of vindication going good catch this guy oh, catch yeah. this guy and give him jail time like give people, prison like, time. When, like when we lived out there it's like the people dropping cinder blocks off of the you know, oh yeah overpass and stuff right right that was a thing for a while and now when you drive around on the freeways there's fences up over the bridges because and and for a while people were like oh yeah when you come to la like uh you know they put that there so people won't jump and try to kill themselves and we go it's not really just for that it's Never it's for wrong. people throwing bricks and cinder blocks and stuff and you know 
shooting BB guns and windshields and just, I don't know what's going on sometimes. There's no repercussions in the world anymore. So people think they can get away with everything. I, I, I was just going to say, I'm not uh, quite sure what's going on with. It's it's just going to continue until they're punished. That's just all. Not sure what's going on. With them. You're, you're right. Uh, <laughs> I, I Mike Tyson says that all the time. He's like, not enough people get punched in the mouth. <laughs> Well, again, again, I'll revert back to when I lived in California and people cut you off and they give you the finger and they keep going and they think, okay, well, I, I, it's all good now. I just told a guy to fuck off, but I forget about it. Well, <laughs> that's remember I wanted to have a, a one of those little uh, guns that shot the the uh, the like, arrow out that had a suction cup on it, and yeah. you know, it could shoot, you know, a, a post or a. Uh, a business card for the Muay Thai gym <laughs> for one round at the Muay Thai gym free. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's just no re repercussions. There's no punishment for these people that therefore they continue to go on and on and look at what's going on. I mean, I don't want to get into it, but it, it, it's a, it's a generational thing. It's a no repercussion thing. It's just people are, <clears throat> what was it back in the day? Uh, girls gone wild. This is people gone wild. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah, it's uh, it's the show Cops, but um, it's it just seems to happen more and more. Tell um, people get pulled out of their car, get the shit beat out of them. They're going to continue to do. I think Mike Tyson punched that guy in the plane, right? Like the YouTube guy. He, he was like he was filming, and he kept he kept like leaning over to the back of his chair and talking to Mike. And Mike's like, "Just leave me alone. I just want to get on my flight." And he warned him like three times. He was like you're going to get smacked. Like, stop doing this. Stop doing this. And, and he was filming it and he was, he was poking the bear. Tyson punches him in the face. And then at least the guy was like, took the video. And he was like, look, I got punched in the face by Mike Tyson. It's like totally my fault. I was fucking with him the whole time. And they got yeah, punched. Exactly. He's like, he, did it, he did it on purpose. And he took, he took yeah, the he, because yeah. he knew that the prize would be worth more. Right. I, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to get punched by Mike Tyson. I don't really want to get punched by anybody. It's not worth a YouTube video. <laughs> There's other things I could do with my time to get annoy somebody to the point where they want to punch me in the face. But sit and edit reels for four hours. Yeah, I can sit and edit reels and YouTube videos and try to sell some bravado. That's the plan. Uh, as we're here talking, uh, there's a group up in Sonoma testing the Nissan Z Nismo. Now, we saw the Nismo, I don't know, like a month or so ago when they debuted it here in L.A. We went out to the event. They gave us kind of a walk around of the car. And then I knew a driving event was going to be coming up soon. I wasn't able to make it. But the question was always going to be like, what's what's it going to cost? And I don't know that... Uh, the embargo's been lifted yet on the price. I don't know what the price is. Whoever's at the event is probably getting the price. But uh, but the online forums are coming up with a number that they believe is accurate. And they are at uh, 66000 uh for that car. So um, I don't know. The Nismo seems cool. I like the Z. Uh, it's still kind of a... I, I like that it's kind of a traditional sports car, you know, manual transmission and naturally, you know, uh, uh, you know, I was going to say naturally aspirated, but now it's all turbo, but um, just a fun all around sports car. 
Um, you know, I want to say that the Z is something like 55 grand or something like that, um, depending on the option. So this definitely adds up. I think the entry level Z sport is about 43 grand. And then the mid-level performance is, I don't know, maybe 52,000. And then there's the Z proto spec, which is I believe 55. And this would jump technically it's 64,990 is what they're saying, but then there's the destination charge of 1,095. So 66,000 bucks. Um, and the Nismo is 420 horsepower and 384 pound feet of torque. So a slight little increase, 20 horsepower, 34 pound feet of torque. Um, uh, except I believe the Nismo is only automatic. The Z you can get in a manual, but the Nismo uh, may only be an automatic um, because they're trying to get the quick shifts and the whole thing. Honestly, I probably would have just done it with the manual transmission. I, I, I think we're, I think we're fine with, cars especially sports cars going you can have the manual transmission even if it's not as fast as the paddle shift or the automatic or the pdk or whatever i think we're all kind of like yeah who cares <laughs> yeah, at the end of the day uh, the numbers don't make that much difference compared to the driving experience Right. Yeah. If you, you get in a car like that, you want it to be fun. And if you can get it with a manual transmission, I would go with a manual transmission. I mean, look at, look at what Porsche has done and you know, you can get a turbo S with the PDK and it's fast as shit. But when you get into like a GT three and stuff, I, I don't know what the total sales numbers are, but how many people are opting for the, the manual transmission on on the fun sportier versions if you go buy a 911 i get it people drive that daily all the time and a lot of people opt for the automatic uh but there are enough enthusiasts out there for porsche to keep investing in automatic transmission the gt3 was built to be a man i th i think so right i think so um i think a boxer i think a cayman is should be manual right but look, I, Ford Mustang's still available with a manual transmission. Um, except for the new, I don't think that new GTD, I don't think that GTD supercar has a manual. I think it's because of the transaxle uh, that Tremec helped develop. I think Tremec builds the transaxle for it. Um, and I just, I just think the way the whole layout is, they, I don't think they can get it to do man. I, you could do a transaxle. You can do that setup as a manual for sure. Right. Because we've got Corvettes and stuff like that. But, uh, I think the way they built this car, it wasn't set up for manual because none of the racing cars do. And this is sort of the homologated racing car, but, um, but you know, the EcoBoost, the GTs, the dark horse, all all manual so before we leave the nismo far behind a stranger but true strange but true factoid i had a uh, 300zx at the university of georgia uh as what, like lady. like what year god almighty i want to say uh 80 89, 80, 86, something like 300 ZX, like a two plus two. Yeah. I can't remember the year, 
but it quite obviously had to be. I mean, it, this was 19. This was 87. So, yeah, it had to be like an 85. Oh, so that's a different. Yeah, that's a different car. Oh, yeah. Do you have a T-top? Yes. The, yeah, yes. T-tops. Yeah. These cars are starting to get attention because they're affordable and they can be modified. And now they're starting to they're starting to pick up this generation of 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 Z, uh, I think, is going to start gaining more traction. Um, yeah, that's the car. 80, 80, 85. <laughs> I have lots of memories of that car. <laughs> But yes, I had one of those. It was a great car. Awesome. Had a lot of fun on it. Brought back a lot of memories. No, I don't want to purchase one to bring back those days, but it treated me well. And around that that era as well is the the Toyota Supra, which Yes, it was a, I loved the suit and so was the uh wasn't the 3000 uh the Stealth the yeah, the I think that was a little later the Dodge Stealth and the Mitsubishi 3000 GT. Yeah. That might have been a that might have been like early nineties. Uh it was shortly thereafter. But I remember that Supra. I thought it was a good looking car. Yeah, that's another one that's like it can be modified and it can be uh bought inexpensively. And yeah, so the the, the 3000 GT was like 1990 or 91 to maybe 99 something like that and the dodge stealth was like somewhere in there i think the stealth ended a little earlier so it might have been like 91 to 96 and the mitsubishi might have been like 91 to 99 that was cool man. yeah i i like that car when that thing came out i don't know if it's, it's probably worth some money now i don't know if it's any good but uh but i did i like that car when it came out i think it was kind of cool uh, anyway, so coming up pretty soon is uh, Ren Sport, the the Porsche reunion. Uh, it's coming up at Laguna Seca. It's about a week or so from now. Uh, I want to say September twenty eighth, uh, September twenty eighth through so Thursday through Sunday, to, uh, September twenty eighth through October first. Um, should be a, should be a cool event. I don't know what all the debuts are going to be there, but now this Porsche news is starting to leak out. Uh, new Porsche Panamera is coming out. Now, they say that's going to debut November 24th in Dubai, which I I guess for that market, but if if this thing isn't at Rensport, then I'm not... I'm not quite sure what's going on <laughs> with with Rensport, but uh, there's some changes to the Porsche Panamera. Um, there's uh, there's more hybrid versions now. There's going to be four hybrid versions. I think right now there's a four a Panamera four hybrid, a four S hybrid, and a Turbo S hybrid. And there's going to be a fourth variant that's going to be similar to what they just announced with Cayenne, um, which is their uh 729 horsepower hybrid version so uh i i guess a, a new top of the line model is gonna come in there um it's got a little bit of a facelift it's got a little bit larger batteries uh 
I want to say the battery jumps from 17.9 kilowatts to 25.9 kilowatts. So the the EV range, which was pretty short, 18 miles of range, jumps about 30 miles of range. Um, there's a, a more powerful onboard charger. So when you do plug it in, instead of the 3.6 kilowatt, 3.6 kilowatt charger on board was standard. There was an optional 7.2. But now you can get an 11 kilowatt, so it should charge a little bit faster. Um, and I think the big thing is going to be some changes to the suspension as well. Um, the suspension gets uh, new dampers, gets dual valve. It's funny, we were talking about that on the, the Raptor, the 37-inch tire Raptors. They went to dual valve so they can get compression and rebound. Um, that's Panamera is kind of taking the the, the same a thought process there. Uh, and they made some revisions to the active ride suspension and, and some things like that. And uh, uh, so I'm sure it's going to be all around a, a nicer, better, smoother riding car. Um, interesting. We got Panamera's leaning into hybrid gas engine and hybrid where Taycan still all electric. And, and I think Taycan needs some revisions because there were some real, Porsche enthusiasts going, yeah, it's just not quite for me. And then it did bring in, I would say, some new customers to the Porsche brand and the guys over at the track over here at the Porsche Experience Center in LA, the, the Pecla, uh, they're like, that's the coolest car to, to drive on the track. But I think it just missed the mark with some hardcore enthusiasts. So we'll we'll see what sort of revisions they're going to make on that. But honestly, like Cayenne was kind of the same thing. When the SUV came out, like, yeah, it's kind of cool. The only fun was when, when it first came out, they had that truck and a manual transmission. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. uh, going to EV, the Porsche Boxster is going to EV. And there's been some, some photos being leaked about that. Now, this is another car that I don't know. I, I feel like I'm kind of expecting to have some sort of announcement or, or debut at Rensport as well during the early press days at Rensport. Um, this going to all EV, it was interesting because what's making the rounds on the internet is a photo of the interior. And when you zoom in and you bust out your magnifying glass and you look at the dash on that thing, you can see the battery gauge saying something like 53% battery and 78 miles of range. Now we don't know what they've been doing to drive it. We don't know if the, the, the software and the tuning's all been optimized like I, we don't we can't say for sure what's going on here but looking at that gauge and assuming everything is you know fairly normal uh, i think that gets you somewhere around 150 miles of of range which um i don't know it's got maybe 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 on the low end from what i was expecting but it's a tiny car i don't know how much battery you can put in it and it's meant to be a, a lightweight well-balanced car right um uh, the boxer is so I, I just don't think you can have a boxer weigh 6,000 pounds and expect it to be the boxer or the Cayman anymore. So having a boxer, right? Does it not? Yeah. Right. Uh, so I don't know, kind of, kind of interesting to see how this is going to play out. Now we know boxers going EV and Porsche Macan is going EV where Panamera is going hybrid and Cayenne's going hybrid, gas engine and hybrid. Porsche Macan is going EV. Now that you can add a little bit more weight, you can add a little bit more range. 
a little bit bigger battery pack. Uh, and it's kind of expected. I, with Boxster, I wouldn't expect it too much. If if you said Boxster had 150 miles of range, but it had the performance you'd expect, I'd be like, I get it. It's a weekend warrior car. You can drive it around town. Honestly, I, I my commute is normally about six miles a day, maybe seven miles a day with running some errands. Uh, so I, I charge my truck maybe once a week. And, and that's not because the battery's dead. It's just because on Fridays I go, yeah, maybe I'm not going to come to the warehouse. I'm just going to add a little bit more range to the battery in case I need to go any place over the weekend. So I might be sitting at like 90 or a hundred miles and I'll just, you know, charge it in for a while, get it up to, you know, 200, 230, like I could probably drive that truck for two weeks and use one full battery charge, right? So I guess if you were just doing what I was doing and you had an electric Boxster, you'd be fine. Can't haul any shit in it, but you'd be fine. <laughs> <Her shoes. laughs> oh, uh, by the way, when I went to Detroit Auto Show, I know we were kind of talking about this somewhat sarcastically um, uh, a while back, but it, I was saying on your property, uh, a kind of an off-road EV to have on the property. And and at the Detroit Auto Show, I saw the Mustang Mach-E, the Rally-E. And that was actually pretty cool. Like they, you know, they have it set up on like the rotiform wheels. It's got the, you know, kind of a rally style. Looks very sort of Ken Block-ish, like what he was pushing uh, you know, as part of his wheel partnerships and it sits a little higher and it's got the, you know, the tires on it and, and, and it's fast as hell and it's got some off-road capability. I was like, this is an electric go-kart for the ranch. Like I, I, I would, I would not hesitate for a second to tell Steve Austin the same thing. I know he's got his old trucks and he's got his UTVs and he's racing those things all the time. But as a quiet on the ranch off-road like trail you know like the dirt road kind of car i i could see it i could see it for sure people were there good looking at it going i don't even know if i would ever use it but it looks pretty fucking cool <laughs> and so I'm, I'm curious to like i want someone to drive it i'd love to drive it but i want someone to like drive it on the dirt and have i'm not saying it's going to go rock climbing one. have them send me one i'll drive it on the dirt and then some I, it totally, it needs that. It does need that. But, um, all right. So the last thing I want to touch on, and this is kind of bittersweet, I guess, but, uh, Ford announced a Ford Ranger plug-in hybrid with the success of, of, uh, the Maverick hybrid, um, which the Maverick hybrid right now, I think is the least expensive hybrid vehicle you can buy. I, I can't think of off the top of my head. I could be wrong, but I can't think of the top of my head of something that's a, a better priced vehicle, especially with how much good its fuel economy is. So Ford's like, hey, we've got a Ranger hybrid um, and it looks cool and it makes sense, but it's not going to come to the US. Uh, and when people ask Ford, whatever, during their press announcement, they asked Ford, Ford said, we feel like we've got it covered. Like we've got Maverick hybrid, we've got F-150 hybrid, and we have a Ranger in the middle and we have gas engine variants of everything. 
I guess they felt like they just didn't need it. It might cut into the sales of either F-150 or or Maverick. But also keep in mind that we lost these mid-sized trucks for quite some time other than like Tacoma because people weren't buying them. And now they're getting attention because F-150s and Rams and Silverados have gotten so large. But here in the US, we still like huge vehicles. So I, I know... Ford's thing is they say Ford F-Series is the best-selling vehicle for, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years, whatever the hell the number is now. Now, the the trickery around that is they don't say F-150. They say F-Series, which means F-250s, F-350s, 450s. The F-Series pickup truck, all-inclusive, is the best-selling vehicle, which makes sense. Uh, and they want the F-150 hybrid to be a much bigger portion of the current sales. Uh, I want to say F-150 hybrid is about 10% of F-150 sales. Uh, and they want it to be much larger, like 30%. So they've been making a lot of improvements. When we just came back from Detroit, all the improvements to F-150 hybrid, one being better pricing. Uh, it's basically the same price as the gas engine vehicle. Um, and the improvements they've made to the powertrain and to the vehicle in general uh, they want F-150 hybrid to be better. And honestly, it it kind of makes the most sense. Unless you're hot riding the vehicle or doing like a supercharger and you want the five liter, like F-150 hybrid with the power boost because you get the onboard battery and you can power your campsite and you get the hybrid fuel economy and you can you know plug everything in. So it's kind of the best of, of everything. Um, you know, you won't run out of charge like a lightning, but you'll get way better gas mileage than the five liter. So, and it still tows and does all the stuff. So uh, I think if they had Ranger hybrid, it would cut into the sales of both F-150 hybrid and Maverick hybrid. Um, probably more F-150 hy hybrid sales than it would Maverick sales. Uh, so anyway, that's that's the thought on why they're, they're not doing that. However, we will get Ranger Raptor, as we talked about. So uh, I don't think we're going to get Maverick Raptor. <laughs> Not um, although I don't know that we need it because you've got Mach-E Rally and now you've got Ranger Raptor and Bronco Raptor and F-150 Raptor and Raptor R. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's nothing wrong with choices. Uh, but yeah. I yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna. Yeah. It's, it's a four. Um, <laughs> all right. Listen, we're gonna have to cut it off here. Uh, I've got to jump to another thing, and I know you do as well. Uh, more building on the garage. Get that kitchen in there. Getting the kitchen in there and filming tomorrow's episode. Uh, the uh, two seventeen carbon fiber six speed Dodge Challenger built by Gearhead Fabrications and Speedcore. So we're gonna go melt some tires tomorrow. So you're gonna film that for the YouTube channel. This is gonna be part of like just focusing on one one car. You can do the walk. Yeah, filming filming it for tomorrow. Your wonderful idea of compiling a build video is going to turn into two build videos, considering there's about 800 videos that I've shot throughout the three-year period of time. So we're not going to bastardize it and try to encompass it into one. We're going to 
do a couple episodes with. It's going to take us a lot of time to edit it. But uh, in the meantime, we'll get the uh, Carbon Challenger out. I, I, I want to see the cars and I want to I do want to see sort of the breakdown of of the garage. Like you said, maybe a f- do a few videos like show me the wash bay, show me the gym, show me the the kitchen. And 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 I know you're still getting things kind of outfitted and getting tools in the right places. And as you said, getting the, some more of the kitchen actually installed. Uh, uh, you know, a few, a few things like that for sure. That's- it's uh, it's right outside the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, before it gets too hot or too cold or whatever the hell is going on over there, um, go, uh, go take care of that. Um, thanks guys. We appreciate you listening. Drink Bravago is the website. Go buy yourself some Bravago, get yourself a hat or a shirt while you're up there. We appreciate it. And, uh, and, uh, Goldberg's garage, check them out on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go check it out. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. And your foot on the floor. Be good. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit carcastshow.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.